This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back. Hour number three. Joe stayed with us. Jersey Joe, welcome back. Let's move on, sir. All right, uh, going back to education, I don't know if you saw, but last week, or two weeks ago, the Oregon State Board of Education did away with all standardized testings. uh, Which, by the way, is happening in other parts of the country as well. Which means you will graduate, even if you can't read or write or, or do math at grade level, as long as you show up. So your high school diploma is now the equivalent of a participation award uh, in Oregon. Unbelievable. You know, how, how sad is that? Um, I want to move on to immigration. Are you aware, aware of something called the third uh, safe, uh, safe country policy? Yep. Um, did you, and, and, and for those who aren't, what it is, it's an international treaty that the United States is a signatory to. And what mm-hmm. it basically says is that if you are fleeing persecution That's right. of any kind, country, just name it. But it can't be just generalized poverty and violence. It has to be persecution Correct. for religious, political, racial, or religious reasons. It says, it, let's say you're fleeing Syria for whatever, and you make it to Italy. That's your first. That's your country of first safety. You, right. If you're seeking asylum, you you can't go on to France or Germany. You have to apply in Italy. That's your first country. You can't because for, uh, Germany, France, or Norway would be the third country. Well. It turns out that and they had uh, my favorite senator, uh, Robert Kennedy, out of Louisiana, was grilling uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, and he asked him, what percentage of the people coming across our southern border are not uh, natives of Mexico? And he hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed, pretended he didn't know. You know what that number is? What, Joe? 71%. Wow, wow. 71 71 percent. Now, and since none of those, and by the way, and they're not just people saying, oh, it's Guatemala, Honduras. No, uh, you have people from Syria, China, Afghanistan, Lebanon, all coming, you know, they're coming across, yep. they're getting into Mexico. Anyway, but since none of them are applying for asylum in Mexico, which is the first safe country, therefore, under U.S. under U.S. law and the international treaty, they are ineligible to apply for asylum in the United States. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ineligible because they failed to apply for asylum in Mexico when they right. arrived in that first safe country. Right, right. Um, yet they, Mayorkas has chosen to waive the policy. He's, he's basically because. And by the way, border patrol agents can turn you around if you ever watch these to catch a oh, yeah. smuggler. Oh can, yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, once by the way, the international border is on the middle of the bridge. So once they make it to the 
customs office on the U.S. side. They're on American soil, and they check their documents. Well, this is a fake passport. This is a forged birth certificate. They turn them right on, and they send them right on back. You know, so CBP has the authority to turn people around and go and say, no, you don't qualify, go back. Well, they have the authority. If, they, if these people are coming and they say, where are you from? Well, I'm from Honduras. Have you applied for asylum in Mexico? No, I haven't. Well, then I'm sorry. Turn around. Go back where you came from. They have every legal right to mm-hmm. do that, John. But Mayorkas has told them, do not enforce the third safe country policy. Unbelievable. Uh, and, and by the way, the, the, to, let me put a number on that. Since Biden's been president and Mayorkas has been secretary of defense, there's been 8.4 uh, million illegal aliens. 71% of that is 6.6. The 6.6 is the automatic go back where you came from. Of the remaining 2 million, very, very few of them uh, would qualify as well. Because if you're from Mexico, well, why are you coming here? Well, it, it, I'm poor. There's no jobs. It's violent. The cartels. Under U.S. law, federal law, the fact that it's poor and violent where you're coming from is not grounds for being a granted asylum in the United States. I mean, if your village in Mexico is violent and poor, you have the ability to go to a different village in Mexico. It doesn't give you the right to claim asylum in the United States. Yeah, and Andy so, just asked in a text message, how many of those from Mexico are actually claiming persecution, by the way? Well, they're, Do uh, we know? All, they've, all been, they're all, they've all been told to apply for asylum. Yes, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm here to seek asylum. But when it comes down to it, they're going to have a hell of a case, uh, cl- you know, proving that they're being persecuted. I mean, most Mexicans are Catholic, so they can't claim they're being pe- persecuted based on their religion. True. They can't claim they're being persecuted based on their nationality because they're, right. they're Hispanic. Good point. Um, so, are, you know, are they being, can they prove they're being persecuted because of their political views? I doubt it. So, you know, the vast majority of the remaining 29 percent, yes, they have a right to an asylum hearing, but would they be successful at that hearing? I I really, Mm. really don't believe Mm. they'd be successful. Um, Really quick, what are your thoughts on San Francisco being cleaned up just for a uh, communist dictator? Well, yeah, it's putting lipstick on a pig, John. I mean, (laughs) we all know it. We all know it's 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 uh, it's it's it's. It's sad what's happened to the city. And I, I guess Newsom thinks the media, well, he, yeah, he's probably partly right because the mainstream media has really not covered the, the, the fall of that city to the extent that's, that you and I know. I mean, when right. you look at the number of shuttered hotels, you know, the, two, the, the owner-operator of the two largest hotels in the city, and these were premier. These were, right. you know, the, the, top, the two biggest top-of-the-line hotels basically told the bank, we give up. You can have your properties back. The shopping malls are closing. Nordstrom's, Whole Foods, Gap, Old Navy, CVS, they were, they've all just walking away from their properties. But the mainstream media uh, doesn't cover that stuff. You don't see that on the evening news. No, you don't. You're not going to either, as you know. Right. So I guess Newsom, since he's getting ready to run for president, yep. doesn't, want, doesn't want the media um, uh, highlighting, if you will, his failure or his... Yeah, to me, this was not only a, you know, let's prop this up for, you know, the communist leader of China, but let's make sure I look good when I run for president at the same time. That's my thought. Yeah, he's trying to whitewash it, so he doesn't want any any stains on him. 
uh, when, when yeah, because he knows as well as anybody else and the people that are around him, you know, guiding him, of course, know this. If you have him coming into just filthy, dirty, you know, San Francisco, that's going to make worldwide news, especially here in the U.S. He, no, he doesn't want that. Nobody wants that. That's why it got cleaned up. It's, it's bad press, and he doesn't want the you know that's this, right. this close to his announced run for president. He does he doesn't want the bad press. Exactly. So, all right. Hey, you want to hear my quote of the week? Yes, hear it. George, the playwright George Irish play, uh, playwright George Bernard Shaw, and he say and here's his quote of the week. He said, "Beware of false knowledge. It is more dangerous than ignorance." Yeah, and true. think about true. useful idiots. You know, useful idiots would be you know, but Karl Marx and Vladimir Lenin. The, the false knowledge, the, what they, they would lie to these people, and they would get them to repeat and act on the false knowledge. We, we saw all that, you know, and, and still are to a large extent, Joe. We saw that all the way through COVID, people believing that they could social distance, wear a mask, do this, do that. that you know, all of a sudden the vaccine's their savior. I mean, we saw the exact same thing happening throughout that, and it's still happening. Yeah, so it, it's, it, it, it's, it was kind of shocking to me, but when I thought about it, I said, yeah, you know, ignorance is nowhere near as dangerous as false knowledge. False right. knowledge yep. can be deadly. Very uh, true. You know, it can, can lead to the downfall of Okay, so I, so I have a question for you before I let you go. I was wondering this, okay. I don't know, I, last night. I, I, you know me, I, I think weird things at different times. So I was going to pose this question. I'm glad you called because you're the perfect one to answer this. Do the Chinese... Use Chinese or American tools when they're building things. Because we all know how crappy Chinese tools are, Joe, here in America. We don't use them if we don't, you know, unless we absolutely have to. So do the Chinese use their own uh, crappy tools or do they use ours? Well, you know, Dan, I have to, I said, I got to tell you, I, I can't answer that re- recently, but I got to have to tell you a story uh, real quick. So when I was with Carrier, we had a joint venture with the Chinese government in Shanghai. We had a big uh, manufacturing facility there, and I don't know if you what a, what a chiller is or a shell and. Oh, I know it all. Yeah, I know all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when you have a ch- uh, when you have an air conditioning unit that air conditioning is a hospital or a university or a data center, it's a big 500 horsepower thing, and it has these big 20 uh, foot long uh, vessels, and they have hundreds of copper tubes in them, and you know the water comes in. It's a it's we call it a shell and tube heat exchanger, and in Syracuse when we build these things, after you you put these 300 copper tubes. And there's these, you know, these like Swiss cheese plates, you know, support plates, and you put them in. And we had these big pneumatic tools that would, after you put the tubes in, you would, with these tools, you would flare the end. It had three rollers that would expand, and you'd flare the tools, and you'd go along, zip, 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 you know, because you have 300 right. on this end. Right. Three, so, you know, you're flare. So I'm there watching these guys uh, flare these tubes. And they have like old brace and bit, you know, the old uh, crank handle drill you used to have. Right. And they're doing this by hand. Oh, man. Literally by hand. So I said to the plant manager, why are you not using the pneumatic tools? He said, we need the jobs. They didn't, you know, they they were paying their workers 50 cents a day. Yeah. And they were trying to make work. So in other words, let's use let's do this the old-fashioned way versus the new way, and we'll need more of you to do so. We'll need more of you to do so. Wow, absolutely correct, unbelievable. Because it would take you know they they would have, and these guys we know they one guy would work for forty five minutes before his arms got tired, and you had another guy on the other end, and it would take them six hours to do what one guy or two guys could do in forty five minutes with the pneumatic uh, tube expander. 
Amazing. But it was it was it was make work, John. It was absolutely make work. Amazing. Uh, Amazing. So so we don't know me. is the answer. We we don't know what kind of tools they're using. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Good one, Joe. Appreciate you, man. As always. Anytime, Have a great night. We appreciate it. Flesh Law is next. My personal attorney, he would love to represent you. Criminal, civil, doesn't matter. Kevin's there for you. 303-806-8886. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law has a unique background that makes him a more effective advocate for you. He handles both criminal and civil cases. Most attorneys only do one or the other, but Kevin has almost 25 years of experience on both sides, which means he has more practice in the courtroom. Most personal injury attorneys will say they have experience in court, but since only about 10% of personal injury cases actually go to trial, those attorneys only appear in court once or twice a year. Because Kevin also takes criminal cases, he appears in court constantly. Kevin has a rare ability to present an argument that only comes from years of experience learning how to read a courtroom. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh continues to practice both civil and criminal defense because he believes the courtroom keeps him nimble. Trial tested, trial ready. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law. Schedule a free consultation now at 303-806-8886. K&R Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one. They'll help you with the re-up program, and on top of that, just make sure that your home is either ready to sell or they'll help you with the buying process as well. 720-437-8210. worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Kat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Kat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. All right, is solar right for you? And I keep saying this, but call Alan Davis and find out. Between all the tax incentives and the things that are out there, it really depends on you and your home, your address, and so on. Give him a call, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows that you would want to own your personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There's great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Allen. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill. Usually, only about 25 to 35% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company that it gives them, and they love the huge tax credit too. 
call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. All right, if you're looking to do some electrical upgrades, including a power wall, Genesis 1-3 Electric can do all that for you. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 1-3 Electric knows that everything you have plugged in costs you money. Even when your phones and computers are not attached, the cords in the outlets still draw power. And those generic chargers use much more juice than the branded ones. That's why Genesis 1-3 Electric recommends Leviton electrical panels that utilize technology called load shedding. This allows you to turn off entire outlets or sections of your home when you want, eliminating those extra loads from your 24-hour electrical consumption. You can decide what is essential and what is not in real time. You can use the smartphone app to keep on top of power consumption and take control of your electric bills. You can reset the panel or reset breakers from anywhere. This is essential for larger homes and truly gives you full control of your power usage. So reach out to Genesis 1-3 Electric by going to klzradio.com slash light to access KLZ listener savings today. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Appreciate you all joining us today. And... Uh, there's several different topics I was going to get to today that I just haven't had a chance to, but this one I thought was appropriate given the fact that we're going to have Scott Garlis joining us here in a few minutes talking about the you know Wall Street, what's going on there, and so on, and get his perspective on things. And there was an article, and I think one of you may have sent me this, but again, I get so many different things that come into me, I, I don't know that for sure, but... Dealers themselves, car dealers, are becoming a quote-unquote gatekeeper. They want to be the gatekeeper for EVs. In other words, they're part of the reason why, and this is not me saying this, but they are part of the reason why maybe EVs aren't selling as well as they could be. Now, I have my own thoughts on that. I think EVs and the price and just... Overall, how people may use them have a lot to do with that as well. But I will tell you firsthand that the majority of new car dealers have no idea how EVs work, function, who should be the buyer of. Now, in some cases, they will have a quote-unquote EV specialist that works for them that may know more about it than the average salesperson does. But I'm, I am not boasting. I'll tell you straight up, I know far more about most EVs in that entire market than the sales guy at the dealership does. Now, part of that is because I've owned one now for several years. Since 2020, actually, I've owned one. So I do know a little bit about them, how they work, who should own them, and so on. And I bought one, as you guys know, back in the in that time, so I could learn more about them and speak, you know, uh, expertisely. That's not the right grammar I know, Charlie, but so I could be an expert on them. I bought one so I would know more about them. And I feel like I'm fairly up on all things EV. We interview enough people. I own one. I research them. I read about them. I've driven others outside of the one even I own. And I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on all of that. Now, I will tell you straight up, because I've talked to some of these individuals, 
at dealerships that, no, they don't. A lot of the salespeople themselves have little or no knowledge of an EV and how it works, what it even takes to charge it and so on. Now, is that the only reason that they're not selling? Uh, There's an article in Jalopnik, which some of you may read, and it's one of the things I quote from quite often because they are a source for news. And by the way, news that's not necessarily coming from you know, Detroit Auto News and places like that, which I think sometimes can be very skewed. Not saying Jalopnik is conservative by any means, because they're not. Very, very few automotive journalists are. I know a lot of these folks myself personally, and no, they're not conservative. Majority, which I just don't understand, the majority of automotive journalists are total lefties, which just I don't get. They're a part of... A doctrine, because the left has a doctrine. They're a part of a doctrine that wants to see vehicles eliminated, and yet they're a part of it. Again, I, I just don't understand that. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, but they are. But it's turning out that car dealers know even less than buyers do when it comes to electric vehicles, and they don't really seem too keen on learning about them. This is coming from Jalopnik and the Washington Post, who spoke with a number of customers who said dealers tried to redirect them to gas cars or gave them unclear or downright incorrect answers about EVs. And by the way, folks, again, I'm not saying this because I am a fan either or. I love all cars. I There are EVs I love. There's some I hate. There's some ICE vehicles I love. There's some I hate. There's some diesel vehicles I love and hate. I, I'm a car guy. I've said this on Drive Radio for years and years and years. I'm usually a car advocate, and typically if somebody has a bad car, it may not be the car itself. It's the fact that somebody bought the wrong car in the first place and then blame it on the car. And I've seen this with my own two eyes over the years being in this industry for, I'm 59, and and I grew up in the industry. I mean, I can remember being around vehicles, guys, when I was four or five years old. Started helping my dad, handing him tools and learning fractions because that was on an end wrench when I was five, six years of age. So I've been around vehicles a very, very long time. And I can tell you that even back in the 70s and 80s when cars weren't really that good, a lot of even those cars got a bad rap because the wrong car got bought for the wrong purpose. So I'm a car advocate more than I am a customer advocate. And in most cases, cars get a bad rap because the wrong user is using it in the wrong way, by the way. Now, in this particular case, I do see... Dealers being very ignorant when it comes to EVs, and they may even sell more of them if they weren't so ignorant. Now, that's not, again, this is not saying that everyone should go out and buy an EV. No, what I'm saying is if somebody walks in and they're looking at an EV for whatever reason, and a dealership is steering them a different direction or flat out giving them wrong answers about said EV, shame on them. I mean, you still need to know your product. Whether you like it or not, You need to know your product. And there's a lot of misconceptions on both sides, by the way, when it comes to EVs. I've I've stated those before here over and over again. We, as conservatives, tend to come down hard on them because of the political side. The left promotes them far too much because they frankly don't understand what even goes into one and what it takes. Both sides are usually wrong when it comes to EVs, ours included. And frankly, it's because neither side owns them. Keep in mind, right now, they're 8% of vehicles on the road today. That's it. That's all the more market share EVs have. So 
It's not like you see them every day. We tend to be in an area where we see more of them, but go to other parts of the country, you'll see none. We in this Denver Front Range area, we tend to see more of them because, frankly, they've sold quite a few in our area. And I can't answer why. Is it because there's more greenies here and they think they're saving the environment by buying one? Do they like the exhilaration? Do they not know what they bought? Do they want to be first to own one on the block? I don't know. It could be all of the above. I have no clue. Bottom line, we do have more. or We are one of the states that have a higher percentage of EVs per capita than other places in the country do. I don't remember where we fall. We used to be about... I don't know, in the top 10, I want to say, but don't quote me on that. I'd have to recheck that, and it changes. Bottom line, this article in Jalopnik is really talking about how most dealers don't know what they're talking about when it comes to EVs. And I will go further and say most politicians and most talk show hosts, conservative and otherwise, don't know either. And that's not the EV's fault or the industry's fault. Well, it is the industry's fault when you haven't trained your salespeople, but that's... That's another conversation. It's not the car's fault that these things are happening. Unfortunately, they become so politicized that both sides have them wrong on an ongoing basis. And I'll get into more of that as we go on. You guys know my feelings on things there. But regardless, Scott Garlis is going to join us here in a few minutes. We'll talk about the markets and what's going on there and the Fed and so on. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next, though. And as we head through, again, these holidays, if there's uh, anything that comes up when it comes to your plumbing needs, please keep this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Low water pressure can ruin your day. But high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances, and Hi-Fi Plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes, so when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. There are many factors that can affect water pressure, so Hi5 installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure, so you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control, or even just to find out if it is, call Hi5 for that at 1-877-WE-HI5, or go to klzradio.com plumbing, and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair. All right, speaking of cars, Ridgeline Auto Brokers in Boulder, they've got a great selection of uh, used cars, and they can help you with whatever your needs are. Give them a call today. Find them at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Are you in the market for a reliable car that won't break the bank? Drive Radio sponsor, Ridgeline Auto Brokers specializes in quality used cars that cost between fifteen dollars to $25,000, making them a great option for first-time drivers or anyone looking for a good deal. They pride themselves on providing a transparent and hassle-free car buying experience. That's why at Ridgeline, they never charge a dealer fee. Plus, all vehicles are inspected by Legacy Automotive, a Colorado Select member and sponsor of Drive Radio. For a limited time, they are offering first-time customers the first oil change for only $1. 
Every car comes with a 30-day warranty, with the option to purchase a service contract. And at Ridgeline Auto Brokers, there are competitive financing options to fit your budget. If you cannot make it to the dealership in person, there are videos of all Ridgeline cars for sale on their website at RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Call today at 303-442-4141 to schedule a test drive or visit RidgelineAutoBrokers.com. Ridgeline Auto Brokers, the smartest way to buy a car. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance does not work for any insurance company. They can shop the market and find you the best premium for the coverage that you need. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, we'll get Scott going here in just one moment. There was another article that came in, and I will talk more in depth with this maybe tomorrow if I get some more time uh, or even after uh, I'm done with Scott, and that is, is your car spying on you? And the reality is it most likely is, and the things that it is spying uh, on you about might be concerning to some, and then where that data goes may also be concerning In fact, I would say that that probably is a larger concern than some of the other things that we tend to focus on. So, again, I may come back to that here when we're done. But Scott's next. Go ahead, Scott. How are you, sir? Welcome. Hey, John. I'm well. How are you this year? I'm doing very well. Talk to people first as to how they can find you. Sure. uh, Come check out porterandcompanyresearch.com. We're there to help, uh, you know, independent people that want to take control of their finances create more wealth. Gotcha, which, again, most people do. Uh, okay, let's get into it. There's a lot going on. Uh, and really quick, this isn't necessarily in, in our notes, but I wanted to know what your thoughts are on, you know, currently we've kicked this can down the road as far as all the budget goes, and we're going to avoid a, looks like we're going to avoid, avoid a government shutdown. What are your thoughts, and how is Wall Street responding to all of that? Uh, I mean, from sort of a Wall Street standpoint, it's just it's like, you know, it's not going to slow economic growth. It would be, it might actually be more favorable if it if it shut down for a little bit and slowed growth. Even although, if they did, they'll wind up getting retroactive pay. But yeah, so Wall Street was kind of expecting. Uh, my policy buddies were saying there was an eighty five percent chance we were going to avoid a shutdown, and they're they're not really surprised by this. Okay. All right. In other words, no big shocks to Wall Street, which they don't like change. So, kind of status quo. Uh, move forward as usual, and off we go. Yeah, unless something suddenly changes. Yes, they, they, that's exactly right. Okay. All right. Makes total sense. Okay. Moving right along again. That was kind of one of the first questions that I had. So let's talk about the economy. Uh, is it slowing? What's consumer spending doing? In fact, what's things going to look like over the holidays? Is there any predictions on that yet? Where are we at with all that? Yeah. So um, I know you and I have been, been talking about this more and more, but uh, – but yeah, consumer spender de- consumer spending definitely looks like it's slowing, um, and that's going to start to weigh on economic growth. We actually had retail sales numbers this morning; uh, they were not good. When you back out, uh, what is it? Gasoline sales they, they were actually up zero point one percent. But you know, you had CPI yesterday that was weaker than expected. 
uh, the big drivers there were dropping energy prices and airline fares. Okay. But if you if you back out and look at the numbers that the Fed cares about, which is the core numbers, they don't include food and energy. They were at, they're still at four percent, which is much higher than the Fed's two percent target. So what that tells me is that it keeps running at that rate. The Fed's not going to cut interest rates anytime soon, which is going to continue to be a drag on economic growth. Okay. Uh, uh, you also had and, and on the same token, there they've kind of said they're probably done raising, but your thought is they're also not going to lower anytime soon. Unless core inflation really starts to come down, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, and, and by the way, I don't think I can disagree with that. Um, I we talked about this a little bit yesterday. If all of a sudden you start seeing things get really hammered in certain areas, I and, and this is the only other concern I've got is heading into the election year, and I do think that the Fed cares that it's an election year. I know Wall Street will say they don't, but I think you and I both know that they do. These guys do care, and they don't care about the, the Main Street or the, the populace so much, but believe me, they care about themselves and who gets elected and all of that. They will say they're independent, but trust me, they care. And nothing worse than the current administration heading into the next year's election, you know, 2024, with very high interest rates. I, If there's anything that brings them down, it's that. I, I, would, I would agree. Um, you know, it's funny. I keep my, my kids, family members ask me questions about this stuff, and I see it on TV, and people are like, well, inflation, great, inflation growth is growing. Why are people so negative on the economy? And I'll tell them, like, I go to lunch, and the same lunch, I used to be able to buy a lunch down the street at a deli for $12 a couple years ago. Cost me twenty bucks now. Right. That's that's massive inflation. That's you know seventy percent. So I, that's that's why people think the economy stinks. Um, and, and it's you know if you look at producer price index came out today too. That was also weaker than expected. But the decline was driven by food and energy prices. Right. So wh- what that tells me, you know, you're seeing the same thing in CPI and PPI where the weak parts are coming in. That's that's because Higher prices are causing people not to buy those things. Correct. Correct. Yeah, and whether that be, to your point, they don't eat the way they did, or instead of going out on a Friday and a Saturday, they pick one night instead of two, or maybe it's once a month instead of once every other week. I mean, whatever the case may be, or in some cases, Scott, they can't afford to go at all, so they don't. Yeah, all of that, in fact, I've noticed, my wife and I both have, that Places that we would have even six months ago gone to where it's you'd think, man, this place is going to be jam packed. You walk in and it's like, okay, did did we get reservations or do we pick an off night? I mean, it's just you can see that there's just not the same activity in some of those places as there once was. Yeah, it's it's and, you know, it's the thing. So all through the summer and we've been talking about this time and again, it's like it seemed like, you know, how can everything be great? How can everything be great? And then. Sort of by the end of the summer, people, you started to read a lot of stuff, like the San Francisco Fed had a study out saying that all the excess COVID savings are starting to disappear. People right. burn through them. And I think now we're really starting to see that show up. Uh, Flowers Foods, they put up earnings last week, okay. last Thursday night. So they make bread, and bread's one of the most it's basic a staple. staples. Yeah. And it, it, it's a universal staple. That's right. right? And, and so think about Anybody that's ever eaten sunbeam bread, Wonder Bread, or Tasty Cake, those are all made by Flowers Foods. Okay. So they guided lower, and they blamed it on some labor costs. But if you dig into their numbers, their volumes were were down huge. They were down 8% year-over-year. 
Okay. And they've, they've raised prices, but when I think about a staple food that every kid, you know, every adult right. eats, and, and people are saying, I'm not going to, they're choosing not to buy bread, that just, to me, that says things are not good. Yeah, that, that's like, you know, as you know, Scott, you know, Bregs, bread, eggs, milk, cheese, those are the sorts of staples that most everybody buys on a weekly basis. And when one of those starts to fall off, and by the way, I think others in that, in that realm that I just mentioned have as well, yeah, that's a sign people are buying other things instead. Yeah. And or going without. See, yes. And when you see credit card debt is at yep. record levels, yep. it's exploded higher the last couple of years, that tells me that people can't make their dollars go as far. So, so okay. So then the question is then if if you know, and I I agree with you on all of this, and you're you're spot on. What I can't understand is you know Fed's come and you said this a moment ago. The Fed's pretty hard on you know we're not going to really do much with interest rates up and or down until we see X Y and Z happen. Thinking about right now, I mean I realize that maybe some of the quote unquote you know numbers they're looking at don't look as bad as they'd like them to, but yet you've got these sorts of things you just mentioned going on, and I can see it for myself. I mean, people just aren't spending the money they once were. In fact, I feel like that's why oil prices, even with what's going on in the Middle East, which everybody predicted there'd be some sort of a jump and a hike in oil prices, it hasn't happened because demand is still low. Correct, and but I think one of the problems is some of these indexes when they when they measure these items. They measure the total dollar volume. They don't necessarily mention. They don't measure the amount. The quantity of, of. Yes. So they don't measure the quantity of product that is purchased. So they're they're missing. I agree. A quali- qualitative data point that is showing you. Yeah, yeah, and, and for everybody listening, in other words, if sales are up, you know, let's just say even ten percent, but we've sold ten percent less, it's a break even. Yes. And it, it's and a zero net still, gain at the end of the day. I mean, it's not quite that because the math isn't quite that perfect, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, and the company might be making more margin because they're selling less, but what they are selling is a higher price. Correct. But they're still, get, they're still getting to that revenue number. But it just when you start to see erosion on that front, it, it just things are starting to slide. And all of a sudden, it'll pick up. At your point, all of a sudden, you'll start to see that revenue number slip. So... By the time the Fed figures that side of it out, so, and I, I, once again, Scott, I think you and I talked about this all the way back early in 2020, 2021, where we were, you know, all of this transitory inflation, which you and I were calling it real inflation, they were way behind getting that yeah. handled. I feel like we're back to the same point again. They're also now. My feeling is right now they should be looking at a rate cut first of the year, but they're not, and they're going to miss that window again. That, that's right. And by the time they start cutting, it'll be because of the economy is collapsing. Correct. They'll, they'll, they raise too late, like you said, and they'll cut too, too late. Yep. And so, you know, one of the problems, and I've never understood this, is like we were just talking about core versus headline inflation. The Fed looks at core inflation because it doesn't include two volatile things, gasoline and food, because their prices swing all over the place. Well, guess what matters more to anybody than every other catapult that's in there? Gasoline and food. Right. Because you have, you have to have right. gas or, or fuel oil to like heat your house, go to work, and you need food to live. So, I, you know, if they really want to see what's going on in the economy, go look at the gas and food prices. Correct. And that'll tell you. Correct. Where and do you feel? I know this isn't necessarily in our notes and something sure. that we chatted about prior, but AI. I mean, we keep looking at that. I get all sorts of inquiries for people to come on and 
talk about AI and where it's headed and what it's going to do to the workforce and this, that, and the other. I really do feel like the farther that goes along, the more momentum it starts to gain, that the more people will be affected by that in the job market. I don't think we've quite seen it yet because companies are still trying to figure out how to incorporate AI into what they're doing. But the more they do, the more layoffs and, and less people you're going to need. We just, in my opinion, Scott, we just haven't seen that quite yet, but I do think we'll see it in 2024. You know, I, I, okay, so I would say there's a, a twofold side of this, I think, that, that's going to play out. I think you are correct. People are going to lose jobs. Um, I think with the economic slowdown that's coming is going to feed into that. I think AI is going to show companies how to be more efficient and get more profits out of their business through the, the use of software, hardware, whatever. But We've seen this in the past, and I remember when the Internet first came around in 95, how many merchants were worried, like, oh, my God, every sale is going to go online, mm-hmm. brick-and-mortar stores right. are done, right. but, but they're not. You know, look, we're, we actually, we, what is, uh, unemployment recently dropped at 3.4%. Now, it, it, you can argue the reason one was because of COVID, but it happened before COVID, too, when Trump was in office. So... You know, what you're looking at here is we might initially see a negative impact from an employment standpoint, but I think what you'll wind up with is new industries will be born out of this. Okay. We'll realize new services that can be provided. All right. And there will be a whole economic growth cycle that will be on the tail end of this. And that's when you'll see like that four to five to six year economic boom that always comes on the tail end of a recession. You know what? I, I don't know that I can argue with that. I think I think you're correct. I think we could initially see some some layoffs and some adjustments, and then as some of this technology gets further built out and new applications, new apps, even Scott, start getting developed for some of these things, and people have to be behind the scenes running those things and making those work. And yes, there'll yep. be some folks like, for example, sorry to say this, but you know, writers and paralegals and others to where there's a lot of handwork done right now. Yeah, those people just flat out, Scott, won't be needed, and they'll have to transition into something else. Yes, but they will. I, I would be shocked if they didn't find new industries or, or, or new things to do. And the, the, the economy, especially America, is always really good at this. Agree. At reinvent, reinventing itself. Agree. And Americans always, you know, they roll up the shirt, the shirt sleeves and they, they knuckle down and they get it done. And I just, the only, I really quick, the only thing I'm going to caution you on is, yes, yeah. we have. Will we again with the new generation of workers? That one, I don't know, Scott. Based on the last couple of years, you, it's, that's very fair. I don't know. I mean, again, I agree with you. I think in the past that's exactly what we've done. I hope we can do that again. And if people that are listening have anybody you know in that arena, you better be getting them to sharpen their skills in other areas because if they're in an area where AI may affect them, they better figure that out. And, Scott, if they do, I think you're correct, and that's exactly what will happen. Uh, I hate to say this, though. I think there's some that will just sit around and say, okay, Mom and Dad, how are you going to feed me? Well, I mean, GC again, because what we saw during COVID, they're like, well, if mom and dad can't, if I wait long enough, the government's going to step up. There you go. And and the problem is we're not going to be able to do that much longer because we're already, you know, $33.7 trillion in debt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there's, there's no shot. Anyways, that by the way, that's something we can talk about here in the coming weeks as we get towards the end of the year and look at all of that. But good conversation. I enjoy it. Scott, how do folks find you? Yeah, com. Awesome. Scott, as always, appreciate you. Have a great Thanksgiving, by the way. 
Hey, John, you too. Thanks for We'll do time. it, man. Have a great night. Thankful for Scott and all that he does for us. I appreciate his time. Affordable interest mortgage is next. Speaking of credit and all the things we just got done talking about with Scott, uh, Kirk can help you with that, making sure that you're on the right track financially speaking when it comes to mortgages and homes. Call him today. Kurt Rogers, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720 895 NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. And we've got our own financial advisor that you can call directly, meet face-to-face. That's Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. Find him at klzradio.com. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial loves aircraft. And he knows that to land a plane, you need to follow a checklist. And just like landing a plane, a successful retirement means having a quality, time-tested checklist to avoid the myriad of potential pitfalls you could run into. He'll help you determine what you want your retirement to look like, be it traveling, going on cruises, donating, or volunteering, or anything else that you have in mind for a fulfilling retirement. And you can find comfort in knowing that Al has been at this for over three decades. He's seen nearly everything that can derail your plan. You know that his checklist is going to be realistic, flexible, and proven through years of experience, in addition to being customized for you. Contact Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Investment, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Pops Garage Doors, 20-year lifespan or warranty, I should say, on their no-service springs, by the way. No maintenance needed. Give them a call today if that's something you're, that interests you. If you've got a problem with your garage door, find them at klzradio.com. Pops Garage Door knows that nobody wants the frustration of trying to leave your house only to discover that your garage door won't open. You want a garage door that lasts a lifetime. And Pops Garage Door is the company who can guarantee that will happen. This is why Pops uses LiftMaster Garage Doors with a lifetime warranty. The new and improved LiftMaster Garage Door is whisper quiet with built-in brighter LED lights that never need replacing and a camera for your safety and convenience. Pops doesn't want you to hassle with your garage door not working, so they offer the highest quality garage doors. LiftMaster Doors also come with a backup battery, a keypad, and sensors to help keep your home safe and secure. These newest features allow you to conveniently open and close your garage door with your cell phone, so no more worrying about deliveries. You want to rely on your garage door for years, so upgrade your garage with a LiftMaster from Pops Garage Door by going to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. 
All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. If you've got a problem with your furnace, especially as we head into the holidays, give them a call. And if you're looking to do an upgrade by the end of the year, uh, they can do that as well. Some of you guys on the commercial side, they can help you with that also. Give them a call today, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. As the cold winter approaches, so does the dry winter air. And Cub Creek has what you need to keep your house from drying out. When the climate in a home is too dry, it can lead to annoying things like dry skin, static shocks, nosebleeds, and allergy issues. But it can also lead to serious health concerns, such as respiratory issues like asthma, immune system problems, and sinus infections. In addition to the health issues, dry air in your home can decimate hardwood floors, cabinets, and other wood in your home, leaving you with costly repairs in short order. Cub Creek partners with April Air Humidifiers, and they can accommodate any size or style of home with both steam and fan-powered humidifiers. And if a whole home humidifier isn't right for you, Cub Creek will recommend a smaller unit that they trust. The REAM-certified pro partners at Cub Creek genuinely care about your home and comfort, so reach out today by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today. All right, front door, the security of is a big deal. Find out how yours holds up. Talk to uh, Dave today from Veteran Windows and Doors, and he'll help you with all of that. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors realizes that your front door is your home's signature statement, and they can perfect the design and installation at a fraction of the cost. You want a front door that is energy efficient, durable, and increases the value of your home. That's why Veteran uses Provia Signet doors with the highest quality materials and customization options to match your home's unique style. Owner Dave Bancroft is confident he can beat any national company's price for Provia doors by 30 to 50%. There's no reason to pay more for the same door. And Provia recommends Veteran Windows and Doors for installation of their products because they know that Veteran uses a stricter installation method above what is required. You get a gorgeous, right-for-your-home door at the best price and installed correctly. To design your home's new front door with veteran windows and doors, go to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And I do appreciate all you listening today. And as I said earlier, we'll have a little bit of a change up next week in our schedule. I'll talk more about that as we get into uh, early next week with Thanksgiving being next week, of course. New research. Somebody sent me this. Shows your car is spying on your every move, including your sex life. So if you thought your cell phone, Alexa, or Google devices were the worst about spying on you, think again. It turns out your car is one of the worst offenders when it comes to protecting your privacy. Mozilla, the company that built Firefox Internet Browser, is now the leading watchdog for consumer privacy data. It found that cars are the worst product category they have ever reviewed for privacy. And they want to know why is no one talking about this. Cars have more and more cameras. They even have interior cameras now, says Bernard Chow, privacy law professor at the University of Denver Sturm College of Law. They're always watching. If you think about it, your car is a rolling computer on wheels, actually many computers on wheels. And for many of us, we not only use it to get around, we live in it. We do our daily. This is my that's the end of the quote. I'm going to interject now. We use it for lots of things, folks. Hauling kids around work, you name it. A lot of people literally do many, many, many things 
inside of their car. It goes on. It's just an extension of my office, says a realtor, which I will not name the name of. Uh, he happens to drive a Audi Q5. Uh, hey, Siri, read my text messages. I spend all my time in here, he says, and safety is important to me and comfort. Instead of looking at my phone, I can tell Siri to read my messages. She can answer, read my voicemails. I love that. But on the other hand, I'm not crazy about them tracking me. All 25 car companies that Mozilla reviewed failed miserably at protecting your data and privacy. Some of the worst offenders, Cadillac, Hyundai, and Nissan, according to Mozilla. Tesla, though, is the worst offender. Nissan, for example, say they can collect information about your sexual activity. Kia says they can collect information about your sex life. I think there were four companies that all say they can collect genetic information. Mozilla said the mountain of paperwork you sign when you buy or lease a car essentially gives manufacturers the rights to all of your data. It is a huge stack of paper that you sign to get your car, and no one goes into the devil and the details. Now, I have, I have said for years that Tesla is growing as a company, not just because of the cars they're building, but because of the data they are collecting on their drivers. And I have been right all along. They are a data company more than they are an actual car company. And they are learning what every single one of their drivers does. And they are then able to sell said data on those particular Drivers. So they say that 84% of car manufacturers share your data, while 76% say they sell it. So that's, that's three-quarters of car companies sell your data. In addition, 56% of vehicle manufacturers say they will share personal information about you with the government or law enforcement upon request without a court order. So again, folks, we worry about all sorts of things, even government-related, and yet this stuff is going on not even discussed or talked about. This, to me, is a very, very, very big deal, and it's something that, frankly, our government officials should be handling. Instead, we're dinking around with things, quite honestly, we shouldn't be. I'll leave it at that. I've got more to cover on this maybe tomorrow. But enjoy the rest of your evening, folks. Be careful. It is dark out there. And as we head into the holidays, of course, be wise, be safe, and enjoy the time that you have around your friends and family. But we'll be back again uh, tomorrow. The National Crawford Roundtable plays next. But same time, same place tomorrow. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.